This season, red poles started passing through northern Minnesota in big numbers back in October. I spent a lot of time outside in November and early December watching a rufous hummingbird on Peabody Street and hearing red poles. But not once did a red pole come down to my feeders, and I only read a few accounts of them visiting other feeding stations. Why would they bother while so much natural food was still available in the form of of seeds clinging to trees. But as the season progressed and they depleted more and more of their natural food sources, they showed up at more and more feeders in bigger and bigger numbers. Red poles are nomadic, moving about from here to there all season, their numbers usually peaking in late March or April. Now that they're visiting feeders, I'm going through a lot of Niger seed. I put it in three small tube feeders and pour some over the sunflower seed in the two platform feeders in my yard. My home office window feeder is the only one squirrels can get into, so I fill that one with Fiery Feast, a capsaicin-laced mixture of nuts and sunflower hearts, but with so many red poles, I've also been sprinkling Niger seed in there. Red poles really do concentrate on small seeds, but on Saturday I watched one pull a large peanut half from the feeder and dart into my spruce tree where it took tiny bites as it tucked the peanut chunk into different crevices among the spruce needles. I guess I'll have to live a lot longer than my paltry 70 years to understand even the most familiar birds. One of my listeners, Nicole Autchus, writes, I have lived in Duluth for six years in the Piedmont area, and this winter, for the first time, I have a huge number of red poles every day in my yard. For the past few weeks, I bet there have been 50 to 100 red poles gorging on the shelled sunflower seeds in my tray feeder. To quote my neighbor, there goes the bird food budget. When I go out to hand-feed mealworms to my chickadees, the red poles hang around too and land on my head and hands sometimes. They haven't eaten a mealworm from my hand yet. Maybe mealworms are not in their diet, but they are pretty intense. Adult red poles are primarily vegans feasting in their natural habitat on very small seeds from birch, willow, alder, and some conifers. Their interest in insects is mostly limited to the nesting season, particularly as the best high-protein food for their growing chicks. When I mention that they aren't much interested in insects in winter, Nicole quickly wrote back, You were right. I put seeds in my hand instead of mealworms, and apparently that's all it takes. I wonder if they would have eaten from my hand if they hadn't seen the chickadees doing it already. Chickadees seem like great teachers. Nicole sent a great video of at least a dozen red poles flitting about and crowding into her outstretched hand. The video's available on my blog. I've never fed red poles by hand, but just watching her video was thrilling. I've been taking lots of photos of red poles in my feeders and trees, and this weekend made a short sound recording of their pleasant little call notes. But Nicole's splendid video tops them all. I'm so pleased that it was her chickadees that inspired her red poles to come to her hand. 
Red poles are thriving through all the frigid weather we've been having, but their habit of feeding on the ground, which works just fine year-round in their natural habitat and during the coldest period of winter in our backyard habitats, turns out to be dangerous for them when we start getting thaws as winter releases its hold. In nature, not all that many seeds collect under any single tree, but all the wasted seed and seed shells that pile up under our feeders through the winter slowly decay, fostering bacteria and mold growth. Periodic thawing hastens the process, especially as spring progresses. So those of us with bird feeders have a moral responsibility to dig out or rake out the spoiled seed whenever the weather and ground conditions allow. Like any restaurant owner, we people with bird restaurants have obligations to our diners, even if no health inspectors are checking up on us. I'm Laura Erickson, speaking for the birds.